Welcome to Beyond the Shire. My name is Jack Wolf. Today the topic is going to be, as Smokey the Bear said, only you can prevent forest fires. I'd like to take us back to some ancient readings that hopefully will inspire us and encourage us. We'll talk about forest fires in a little bit, but let's set it up a bit. And there's this uh, story that says, when we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. Well, how many have ever been on a horse? You know, that's true, isn't it? You can't control the horse with the tail or grabbing the head or grabbing the legs. Uh, the only way to control that great big animal and make it do what you want to do is you got to put a bridle and a bit in its mouth and just, just with little tugs, you can control the whole animal. Or take a ship as an example. Although they're so large and are driven by strong winds, they're steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Again, pretty amazing. I've been on a cruise ship, and it's staggering that the size of that ship, that what controls where it goes is that little small rudder underneath. Isn't that extraordinary? And then we have this little... Uh, line right here. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boast. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. Now that's that's some pretty strong language right there, isn't it? That the comparisons being made, our tongue is just like the rudder, our tongue is just like the bit and a horse's mouth, and our tongue has tremendous power to do amazing things. We can set the world on fire with it. In fact, it can set the course of one's life. This other line says all kinds of animals, birds and reptiles and sea creatures are being tamed and when have been and they've been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. It's restless, evil, and full of deadly poison. And with the tongue, we can praise our God and our Father, and with it we can curse human beings who've been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and curses. Then the verse says, my brothers and sisters, this should not be. Well, isn't that really some great common sense from the author James um, out of the Bible? The ancient writings of the Bible have so much to offer us right now. In fact, I believe forever. I watched some of the videos on YouTube of the city uh, in California, Paradise, that was on fire, and I know many of you saw uh, those fires and were absolutely blown away by it. And it's amazing to me that all it really takes is just a little spark, and then a deadly wildfire can absolutely take off. From a down power line to a, a flat tire, somebody just tosses out a cigarette butt, and that spark, combined with you know the dry tinder around it, the forest that's dried out and howling winds, all it takes is just that little bit, and you can have a catastrophic fire 
very, very quickly. The fire ignites, heat comes, oxygen, the fuel, the trees, the brush, and man, it can just explode. In Paradise, California, when that fire was going, at the height of its fire, it was burning at an equivalent of 60 football fields per minute. In fact, the fire is one of the most deadliest and most destructive in the state of California. Now, it was interesting when I read uh, a little bit about it that in the early history of the earth, nearly all wildfires were started by lightning strikes. But now, us as humans, we have the ability, to, we've come on the scene, and we're responsible, actually, for a vast majority of those fires. And so we're encouraged that the tongue can absolutely set the world on fire, and it can corrupt not just ourselves, but so many other things as well. And I think here's a little distinction that I noticed that I wanted to mention to us that kind of stood out to me, that we, with our tongue, we can praise God and we can curse human beings, but he, he doesn't like that because we're cursing something that's made in his likeness. And I just, I thought about this a little bit, that maybe, maybe he doesn't mind if we curse a tree because the tree wasn't made in his image or curse the road that we're on or other things that were certainly made. But when we take it to the next level and we curse another human being that was made in his image, um, God's not really impressed by that. Let me give you just a quick little analogy. Imagine I come to your house and I walk in and go, boy, I hate your house. What an ugly house. What terrible colors. You go, you know, well, that's your opinion. And uh, you might not say anything. But if your child walked into the room and I say, man, that's the ugliest child I've ever seen. The next thing that might happen is you punch me right in the face because that was made in your image. And if you will, you you created this human being and nobody, nobody um, likes that kind of talk. And so in a very real way, when we start cursing other human beings, we're kind of cursing God. We're saying, hey, I don't really like what you made here, even though it was made in your image. And the scriptures just kind of encourage us. And I'm not trying to preach at us today, just trying to encourage us. If we're going to live a life of adventure, if we're going to make a difference in our community, we, we need to learn um, you know, how to get along better. And we need to understand that we have the ability to create tremendous um, havoc uh, in the world just by the things that we say. And so uh, I know it's a challenge for all of us. You know, and later on, it, it, it reminds us that what, what is it that causes fights and quarrels? It's, it's the desires that we have. It's the battles that rage within us. It's the things that stir us up and upset us and all those, all those kind of things. And I don't want to sound like I'm, I'm not better than anybody else. I'm certainly not. I have my own problems, and my mouth has gotten me in tremendous trouble uh, most of my life, particularly when I was younger. But as I've matured and grown up a little bit, little by little, I learned to control it. But I actually, it's God helping me to control it. And I'm not a big person who likes to watch the news and get caught up into all those kind of battles that are going on uh, day after day after day. And I, I watch it from time to time. But, you know, frankly, it just feels like it's one fire after another and people battling against one another and forest fires being set because the tongue has this ability. It feels like the fire is coming out of the television set. Well, here's another verse that, that uh, just to help us think about you know, what we say and how powerful it is. It says, uh, don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what's helpful for building others up according to their needs, 
that it may benefit those who listen. I, I don't think, whether you're a believer or not, or go to church or not, or read the Bible, listen, this is some pretty sound advice. Um, if you got something to say, build others up according to what they need. Not, not what you think they need, but what do they need? And then it says that they may benefit um, when they listen. Now, here's another thought. It says, whoever would love life and see good days must keep their tongue from evil and their lips uh, from deceitful speech. Again, this is real common sense. You know, keep your tongue from evil. Um, another one says, let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know, that you may know how to answer um, everyone. I mean, come on, that's a great, that's just a great little thought right there, isn't it? Let your conversation be full of grace, seasoned with salt. I mean, you know, one of the big components in all foods, just a little seasoning on that that just tastes so great. How about this? Let's have a soothing tongue as a tree of life. Because a, a, a tongue that's not soothing, that's perverse, it, it crushes the spirit. Listen, I remember, you know, as a little child growing up, my dad had the ability to just to crush me with just a word. In fact, um, I remember one time he said to me, listen, you're such a pain in the, you know, in the ass, actually, is what he said. He said, why don't you get a tube of Preparation H and rub it all over yourself? And he wasn't trying to be funny. He really meant it. I can tell you I was crushed. And then I love this right here when it comes to fires. Check this out. How brilliant is this? Hang on, you might want to get a pen and write this down. Without wood, a fire goes out. How many, how many knew that? How many knew that without wood, a fire goes out? Yeah, exactly. So if you're burning wood and you want the fire to go out, you don't keep adding wood. Yeah, well, then it goes on to say, without gossip, a quarrel dies down. Wow. You know, we have choices, we have options, and I, I want to put this out there not to, uh, you know, again, not to, to, to sound like I'm trying to judge anybody, because I'm not. Uh, but we live in a world that we have, in our country in particular, we have freedom of speech. But just because we have freedom of speech doesn't mean we should always be talking or always have something to say. But see, now we live in a world that um, we can respond immediately. I mean, when, this, when the scriptures were written uh, and somebody offended somebody, they couldn't get on their phone and tweet right away. Now, they'd have had to go get some kind of pen and ink and papyrus paper, and you know, it would have taken them a half a day just to be able to write a response. I don't know if God foresaw, of course he did, the computers and all the technology we have, but it becomes a challenge for us because we want to respond immediately. And you know, the, the, the scriptures encourage us how sweet are your words to your taste, talking about God, but then how sweet could our words actually be? I remember when I was uh, watching, uh, I love a big football fan, and I I was watching uh, the dialogue and all the scuttle that was going around uh, the quarterback for the uh, Chicago Bears. And uh, he came out of the game and, you know, every, they put the cameras on right away and look at him on the sideline and, and uh, all kinds of speculation were going on and why he came out of the game. And 
what happened shortly thereafter, people started tweeting right away other football players talking about what a what a loser he was and and just saying all these negative things because they're responding immediately. They don't know anything about the situation, but there they go. And then the fire starts. Yeah, the fire just gets going and then the other person responds and one thing leads to another and you know, they weren't even there. You know, they zoom in on the camera and look at the facial expression and begin to make these judgments and accusations when they're not actually um, there. You know what? If you're offended by somebody, um, I would encourage you to, um, instead of tweeting or Facebooking, number one, be able to forgive that offense. And number two, if you really have an issue with somebody, you know, what if you just went home and, and decided to write a letter and send it in the mail. If we had to write a letter and send it in the mail every time somebody ticked us off so we could say what was on our mind, um, hardly any letters would ever be sent. If we were charged $10 for every negative tweet or negative opinion or throwing wood on a fire uh, just so we could give our opinion, just to keep the fire going, well, we wouldn't do that very long because it costs too much, but it's just so easy. It's just so, so easy. You know, Jesus, um, many times in the Bible, a few times where he was questioned or kind of people were trying to push his buttons, he, he didn't say anything. He was just silent. See, here's the thing. We, we really do have an opportunity to make a choice every every single day. And I'm going to challenge you. It's hard to control your tongue. It's hard to to not want to say something, to not have a retort back, to not want to be heard. But the question is, what I'm about to say, is it going to be needful? Is it going to be beneficial? Are people going to be built up? Is this about me just getting my opinion out there, like me doing this right now? This is my opinion. But my opinion is that we need to Take to heart these scriptures that encourages us. Not too long from now, we're going to get into another election season, and I'm, I'm sorry to say that it'll, I don't know. I probably I won't be watching it because I, I I doubt very much I'll watch any of it at all because it will be one mean thing after another back and forth, and then people get drawn into it, and it'll be just like the fires in Paradise, California, the news media, and it'll just go. It'll just rage. If we could see something in our mind, in our heart, that when we say something, how it has the ability to just be a little spark, to begin to not just, this is not just burning down houses, and that's devastating, but beginning to affect people's lives. Man, uh, what a difference it might make um, in all of us. You see, we do have a choice, and I was asked to share with a group of people recently and I, at the end of my time of sharing with them, I handed everybody a, a, a long match, and then I handed everybody a little pack of honey. And I said to them, you know, take this home and set it on your desk or put it someplace where you'll see it. Maybe carry it in the car with you and remind yourself that you have a choice. I could strike the match and set things on fire, or I could pour a little honey on this and help those around me, give them something that would absolutely benefit their life. Now, I'll be honest with you. There's times that I have 
over the years, I have wanted so badly to get on this post or that post and just, you know, fire back something. And part of it's because of my pride. I, I feel like I have something, you know, good to say, or I, or I just want to kind of straighten it out. Um, and I, I would resist over and over and over again to not say anything at all because I, I don't necessarily need to be heard because I, I may not be adding anything of benefit to that conversation, and particularly when the spirit behind what I'm having to say is just wanting to set the record straight. And I don't know how to balance that out. There's times to speak up. I used to tell people, uh, yeah, Jesus got mad uh, in the Bible, um, but it wasn't a habit. It wasn't very often. And it seems like we live in a world that just that is dry and brittle. And just a little tiny spark can set a fire going. And you know what? All across this great land and the world that we live in, we have the ability to say, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be a part of that because I have a choice. And God, would you help me to tame my tongue? Would you help me not to set anything on fire? In fact, would you help me to be the person, the individual that offers something that's beneficial for that moment right there where I can build others up? We want the quarrels to die down. You know, the the verse says, the hearts of the wise make their mouths prudent, and their lips promote instruction, but gracious words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul, and healing to the bones. You know what? You are on an adventure. Every single day when you go to work, uh, when you're interacting with people, when you're in the Starbucks line, part of that's an adventure, and we get frustrated. But I want to encourage you, gracious words are honeycomb, sweet to the soul, healing to the bones. So here's what I'd like you to do. I want you to go buy a book of matches or a couple of matches and and uh, swing into Chick-fil-A if you got one in your area and grab a few extra packs of honey and leave them lay around somewhere where you can see them, maybe carrying around, put one in your pocket. And when those times come that, say, that you have something to say, ask yourself, is this going to spark or is this just a little bit of honey? You know what I believe? I actually believe that we would see dramatic change in the world that we live in just with those few little habits. Listen, I hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time.